Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. I'm Saskia and if you're new here, this is the podcast answering your questions about love, relationships and sex. If you'd like to submit your own question, you can go to yourplaytimeradio.com where you'll find a tab called submit and you'll have the option to kiss and tell. Please don't worry, all the questions that I receive are completely anonymized so I will never know who you are but feel free to share your secrets with me. And you can also check out the Instagram for the podcast, which is at Your Playtime Radio. There's a link in my bio there to submit your own question too. So for this episode, I I polled everyone on my Instagram and I asked you all whether you've ever had to get over someone you've never dated. And the resounding answer was, of course, that a hundred percent of you said that you've had to get over someone you've never dated. Well, I can definitely count myself into that 100%. So the majority of this episode is going to focus on that and on how to get your power back when you feel like you've lost control of a situation. But before we get into any of the questions I'm answering this episode, I'd like you to set an intention while you're listening. This is something I've been trying out lately while I've been recording these podcasts and I think it's helping me first of all just to have a really clear intention of what I want to produce and what I would like for you guys to hear. So if I can ask you to think of an intention in your mind, be it I'm gonna enjoy this podcast while I get on the plane back home or be it I'm just driving to work and I just don't want to, I don't want to sit in silence. Or maybe you just want to have a laugh. Or maybe you want to know how to get over someone you've never dated and learn from someone who's had to learn it the hard way. (laughs) Whatever the intention is, I'd love you to hold it in your mind for just one second as you breathe in. And out through your mouth. How does that feel? Better? (laughs) So now... If you're not in the car, please light a candle, crack open a bottle of wine, align your chakras, do some kegels if you feel like it. Let's get into it. And now it's time to play. So my first question is actually not going to be how to get over someone you've never dated, but how to start dating someone you'd like to date. (laughs) Let me read it to you. I see this really cute boy at the gym every time I go and I want to say hi but I feel too nervous slash worried that he already has a girlfriend. We've made eye contact a few times, but I want to get to know him better slash ask him out. Is there a good way to do this at the gym? First of all, good for you for consistently working out. I know how much a game changer your gym routine can be when you're hoping to run into someone. There is nothing like having a gym crush to motivate you to get up and go work out. Seriously. I think the first thing that comes to mind when I think about this is that you should definitely try to present yourself in a way that he can't fail to notice you. It's unfortunate we live in this world where first impressions really do matter and we're such visual creatures as humans. I think it's one of our superpowers, but um, it's really one of the first things we notice is how someone looks. And of course, you're at the gym for a multitude of reasons and part of them is probably you know, a little bit of vanity wanting to look better. But... What I mean is that, yeah, of course, you could meet the love of your life sitting in the corner of a crowded bar 
and sticking to yourself, but your chances of anyone approaching you are so much higher if you put a little bit of effort into how you look, even if it's just for the gym. Now, I don't mean put on false eyelashes and a full face of makeup for the gym. I mean present yourself with some pride and even just standing up straight and having great posture and radiating good energy and all of those post-workout endorphins is really going to get people to look at you in the gym. I personally have a very specific person that I measure up against whenever I go out. So as I'm getting ready to leave the house, I'll ask myself, hmm, if I ran into X wearing this or looking like that, how am I going to feel? Am I going to feel emotionally eviscerated or relieved that I'm wearing matching socks? (laughs) And this person isn't even someone I've dated. We've never even run into each other. They don't even live near me. (laughs) But... I would always like to leave a run-in with that person hoping that I absolutely dazzled them and I'm definitely much more likely to dazzle that person if I'm not wearing sweatpants. Um, So that's something you can definitely bear in mind. Not to say you can't ever leave the house looking like a bit of a slob. Do whatever you want, of course. But when you look good and you feel good, you feel good and you look good. Now, that might not have made much sense, but what I mean is that it is a cycle of you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you look good. I mean, this is why many of us go to the gym in the first place. But just looking good, and by extension feeling good, it radiates such open and warm energy, which is going to make you even more approachable. So the point isn't to dress for this guy at the gym, but always to present yourself in general in a way that makes you feel really confident and beautiful or sexy, even if it just means wearing clear brow gel or getting a matching workout set, because I know for me that makes a difference. Anyways, what matters is that you can still look your best and this guy may feel awkward approaching you at the gym, right? The gym, I feel, is a very controversial place to get picked up or to approach someone just because... I think women have made it abundantly clear, a lot of people, that they don't want to be approaching there and they don't want to be asked out. And I totally get that. I think that's so fine and normal, obviously. Um, A lot of people are just there to purely work out. But, I mean, with good reason, you know, that, that guys aren't always approaching women at the gym because we don't want every guy at the gym to think that you're fair game, right? But I do think that men nowadays can be a little afraid to approach people in public. And so sometimes you just have to push the boat out a teeny, tiny, tiny little bit if you're a woman. Now, you know that I don't generally advocate for straight women making the first move. It's just not my thing personally. And I'd rather select from a pool of people I already know like me or, you know, like me a little bit (laughs) rather than emasculate a guy I fancy just so he can notice me. But without getting into all of that... Here's what I would think you should do. The trick to getting a man to ask you out anywhere. I'm not just talking about the gym, but maybe you're in the, I don't know, the fruit aisle at the supermarket or you're waiting at the bar to get a drink. The number one way to get a man to ask you out anywhere is to let him know that he can talk to you. Now, if you guys have ever watched You with Penn Badgley, you'll know that Victoria Pedretti love, 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 (laughs) 
actually speaks to him first. This is his great love in the show, right? She's the one who actually speaks to him first. And the way she does it is so ingenious. She just asks him a very seemingly innocuous question about, I think it's, she's holding a piece of fruit, right? And she asks him whether he thinks her piece of fruit looks like a butt. And it breaks the tension and all of a sudden they're talking. And so it actually doesn't matter what you say a lot of the time, but just opening the dialogue, just just even speaking in their direction and saying something tells him, oh, okay, actually, I, I, can, I can talk to her if I like, if I'd like to. But there are some things that you should and shouldn't approach with. Definitely don't go up to him and just ask him out, because again, you don't know if he has a girlfriend or even if he's straight, you know? And don't immediately comment that he's really attractive or really fit. Also, I wouldn't play the dits, especially at the gym. But do ask a favor or a question. You know, can you spot me? Can you um, can you save this machine for me really quickly? I'm coming right back. Or do you know where the foam rollers are? Or um, where did you get your water bottle? It's really, really nice. <laughs> I'm making a stupid example and... I'm sure you guys get the point. It's not really about what you say or ask, but asking a favor or asking a question is such a powerful move that gets people to like you immediately, right? This is psychologically backed up that when we ask someone a favor or a question, counterintuitively, it makes them like us even more. But do make a slight comment. But I do think that asking a favor or a question automatically opens up a dialogue and the worst that can happen is that the guy just ignores you (laughs) and then you know fine that's fine I can move on now with my workout and I can have a new gym crush but the other crucial point is that once you've asked your question or you've asked him for a favor and you've had that little dialogue leave it at that and don't talk to him again when the conversation naturally comes to an end just move on with your workout just smile say thank you if he lent you something or if you asked him for a favor and move on but by opening the dialogue you let him know he can talk to you if he wants to so maybe he doesn't immediately take the bait and he doesn't ask you out right away but maybe the next time you see each other at the gym you say hi or you just smile at each other who knows i mean this is a great exercise of rapport building So especially don't babble, don't ramble, don't tell him your whole life story and allow him to imagine how cool you are. And the other huge thing that I always think we forget is to just fucking smile a little bit and have open body language, making soft eye contact. I'm not talking about you, intense eye contact from the show. I'm talking about soft eye contact and a little smile if you can and just being open if you want to be picked up at the gym. Again, this is not for everyone, right? Some people just want to go in the gym and and work out and I totally respect that. Um, But if you're not there to just work out and you fancy someone, I would definitely try to be a little more approachable, wear something that makes you feel hot, radiate positive energy, and make your move by just asking a little favor. And remember that this is an exercise not just in getting someone to like you, but This is great to build your own confidence just in general. I mean, you're already doing a great thing by being at the gym so consistently that you've decided you have a crush on someone, but the key thing is to not let whatever happens dishearten you. Because at the end of the day, 
asking a question, making a, making a comment, asking for a favor. The worst that can happen is he says no or it doesn't say anything, right? You actually haven't embarrassed yourself. You haven't gone over and asked someone out. And you haven't forced someone on the spot to decide if they like you back. So, yeah, just I would approach him with, you know, hey, do you mind watching my stuff for a second? Or, hey, do you mind actually showing me the form on this? Or whatever, whatever gym, gym talk you guys are, <laughs> whatever gym lingo you guys are familiar with. Um, yeah, definitely go in with that. But also leave it at that once the conversation naturally comes to an end. And a person who wouldn't ask him out, let him. Let, let him think it was his big idea to ask you out. Men love that. <laughs> and now I'm going to be answering the question that is in the title. How to get over someone that you've never even fucking dated, right? Well, let me read you the question that was submitted to me. I have a problem that I can't stop thinking about certain people and I can't get over people very easily. I crush really hard on people I know and people I don't even know well, especially when it's clear they don't like me back. Sometimes these thoughts are more sexual and I'll catch myself obsessively thinking about what sex with someone I'm not dating would feel like. Particularly right now, I can't stop thinking about someone whom I've literally met twice. There was so much chemistry, but now I can't seem to move beyond her. But I want to stop obsessively thinking about her and others in general. Any advice? Really appreciate it. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. First of all, it's very brave of you to send something like this in. And again, I polled on the Instagram. Everyone apparently has had to get over someone they've never dated, which kind of threw me off. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just expected myself to be the, the outlier on this kind of thing. Um... But clearly this is something that everyone struggles with. So I really commend you for recognizing that you're not having a good time getting over someone you've never dated. And that it's tricky, right? It can be really difficult. And I think there are two kinds of situations that you're addressing here. And two kinds of situations that we generally have to deal with when getting over someone we've never dated. Either you're getting over someone you've never dated and whom you've literally met twice. Like you just talked about right? Maybe you had an incredible evening with someone and you can't stop thinking about them ever since it happened. Or you're getting over someone that perhaps you've been in a more complicated relationship with, that you can't define as a relationship. You know, people call it a situationship, right? It's it's an unfortunate place to be stuck in. Um, But I think I want to address this in two parts because clearly as the person who submitted this states they have they don't have just like one person they're trying to get over but this is a pattern that they're they're facing and dealing with on a regular basis which can suck trust me (laughs) um and i wanted to share something i read about in a dolly alderton article now i love dolly alderton great columnist and she talks about someone she met once right and couldn't get over And I feel like everyone's had this situation, right? You're at a bar and for whatever reason, you end up spending the evening with the most incredible person you've ever met in your life. And you just can't stop thinking about how incredible your last name would sound with theirs or whatever. Um, And then the night ends and for whatever reason, you don't see each other again. And then you really can't stop thinking about them. And 
you can't stop thinking about what it would be like to date them and what they're doing at this moment and probably how much you'd like to sleep with them, right? And Dolly Alderton describes this in a really beautiful way and she says, The memory of the memory became the thing that I carried, the actual details of which only emerged once I had more capacity to reflect and analyse. Thanks, therapy. End quote. (laughs) I thought this was really poignant and maybe I'm just being sappy, but I think when we meet that kind of person for one night or twice, you know, we don't fall in love. We don't, we don't... (laughs) sounds funny but we don't fall in love we with the magic that we're feeling or the intense feelings that come from that kind of encounter is falling in love with a projection right nobody's perfect and when we meet someone for three hours we get to see a perfect version of them we get to see them exactly as how they'd like us to see them because they don't get a chance to show us their bad sides or to show us what they're like at 3 p.m on a tuesday we don't get to see them when they're doing laundry. We don't we don't see their their struggles or we don't see the fact that they might even have a wife and kids, right? And Dolly Alderton expresses just that, that she this guy she found out later actually was engaged and just had neglected to tell her the whole night. And she realized actually I never would have dated that guy. I've been there, I've done that. But I think the key thing to do is to actually go over your memories of that night with a fine tooth comb if you need to and really drill down into what was so magical about that person or that experience with that person, right? I mean, I think about this kind of, I mean, I've had this before where like, I've met someone very cool, or at least I thought they were cool for a couple hours and for whatever reason we get separated before they can get my number, right? And I think, I used to I used to be of the mindset of like, oh my god, if only, if only we hadn't been separated by my friend, or if only they'd, uh, they hadn't gone off, then they would have had the chance to get my number, and we could be dating right now. But I know now that when someone wants to get your number, when someone wants to call you, guess what? They're actually gonna pick up the phone and call you. <laughs> They'll get your number, by any means necessary, right? And the idea that we can fall in love with someone for one night stems from this whole rom-com culture that we've been raised into and that a lot of us have grown up loving, right? The Before Before Sunrise trilogy is one of my favorite movies. Like, like, those movies are, like, so, so beautiful to me. But I also know that each time I get on a train, I have to stop myself from thinking... Today could be the day that I meet the love of my life and spend the night in Vienna with them sleeping in a park, right? And again, with this whole, if they want to, they will. The problem is that I have to use the exact opposite logic, right? Like I'll, I've just said that you can't fall in love with someone in one night and unfortunately, the majority of time, these things don't work out the next morning, whatever. But the counter argument is, of course, that when you meet someone at a bar or when you meet them at a festival... If they want to ask you out, they will. And I have to use the rom-com logic again, right? I mean, the prince, he ran over the whole country with a, with a shoe to find Cinderella. And he wouldn't rest until he found Cinderella, right? So I think we need to untangle the kind, the kind of narrative we have about falling in love on sight 
and actually couple it with the rom-com narrative of if he wants to, he will. Because I think that really is what it boils down to, right? We don't fall in love on sight, but if someone likes you, they will definitely pursue you. So again, drill into your memories of whatever evening or whatever time it was that you met this person you can't get over and you only met twice. You are not actually in love with this person. You are projecting onto that person all of your feelings and all of your hopes and dreams. I'm sure I've talked about this, but I heard a good example about how when we meet someone new, especially when we're in a relationship, they tend to represent to us what we think we're missing in our current relationship. And I heard this was a good example with Brad, Angelina and Jen Aniston, right? Brad was with Jen and they looked perfect together. You know, Brad's the one that's always looking like his girlfriends. (laughs) Well, Brad thought he had everything he needed in Jen. And then he meets Angelina. And by the way, I, I love Angelina Jolie. I fully have such a big crush on her. And to Brad, Angelina was the missing thing in his relationship. And I don't want to project onto Brad, but I can imagine that the thing Angelina has in spades is sex appeal. She is sexy, for lack of a better word. And Jan Aysen has her appeal, sure. But sexy is not the first thing that people think of when they think of her. And so what happens in this problem, like, what was wrong with this is that Brad is going around thinking, I have a great girlfriend. I probably have about 80% of my needs met with Jennifer. And then he meets Angelina and he thinks, oh my God, I've met the person who can fulfill 100% of my needs. When actually, he's just looking at that missing 20%. So what does he do? He he goes off and gets with Angelina and they spend a long time together, right? Only for it to all end in a really acrimonious divorce and allegations of kids getting slapped in private, gym, in private planes. <laughs> and I think that just really exemplifies that those people that we meet who are so appealing to us, who literally are so tantalizing and tempting... They're often just that missing 20%. They're not 100%. No one can be. You have to show up for that 100% of the time. You have to be responsible for your own happiness, right? But what I mean to say with this example is if you meet someone at a bar or you meet someone and you're in a relationship of your own and you can't stop thinking about that one person, my message to you is that, yeah, maybe they do represent the thing that's missing in your relationship. But it doesn't mean that you should throw away your whole relationship for that. It felt very cool to share that example. I don't know why. But anyway, drill down into your memories of whatever happened when you met that person and understand what it is that you're projecting. What is it about that person you actually really liked? And where can you emulate that in your current relationship or into your next one? I also want to talk about the way to get over someone you never dated when you're in a situationship, as we called it earlier. This is slightly more complex because we're covering a range of different situationships, right? I mean, a situationship can be defined as someone you're in a relationship with, but perhaps you've slept with them, or you may have gone on a few dates and nothing came of it. Or 
you spent a really long period of time dating and for some reason or other it didn't work out this is really hard this is really really hard i think the first real thing you can do is to catch yourself when you're hyperfixating. it's so easy to especially when you have more data about someone and you know more about them it's so easy to just let your imagination run wild and to imagine a future where you're not, you haven't just been on a few dates with them or you're not just sleeping together but you're actually together and catch yourself when you're hyperfixating and actually say I don't know what that would feel like with this person or I don't know why I'm hyperfixating about that right now it's not even that interesting or why why is this person not calling why am I making up a scenario in my head where this has already happened and ask yourself what is it about this person that they hold such a grip on you why has this person got you in a chokehold <laughs> why is he living rent free in your head why are you putting them on the pedestal what is it about them and i think another key thing to bear in mind is that you you might never have closure unfortunately i'm sure we've talked about this multiple times but with the situationship you might never get the answer that you're hoping for you might never even find out why someone never pursued you and that's something you have to come to terms with by yourself for yourself otherwise this person truly will live rent free in your mind forever i read about something quite interesting recently which is this idea that when you overthink about someone it's our mind's way of reasserting control over a certain situation. And when I read this, it blew my mind because I thought about everyone I've ever overthought about and I realized that the overthinking, the hyperfixating, it's always because you don't have control over a situation. You never overthink or hyperfixate about someone who's giving you the attention and the commitment that you want from them. You just don't. <laughs> You may really like them and be super happy, but I don't think that you have to obsess over that person, especially if you haven't dated. How can you? How can you be obsessed with someone who is giving you everything you want? And so what we're actually doing by overthinking about someone, especially when we like them, is that we're deluding ourselves into thinking that we have control. And it's our mind's way of literally reasserting power over reality. But let me tell you a secret, which is that obsessing over people only drives them away harder and faster. I promise you. Men especially, men can smell desperate energy, even if you're not consciously projecting it out there. Men know it. They can smell it. Have you ever noticed that when you're just about to move on from someone, that's when they slide into your DMs. Like you can feel yourself finally getting back to reality and accepting that they're not going to call or whatever. Guess who just liked your story? <laughs> Happens so often just because men can... I, I, I say men, right? I think women can kind of do this too, but women tend to find themselves more in the situation that they like someone and then they get cold-shouldered and then as soon as they're ready to move on, this person comes back. Again, obsessing over someone is only going to drive them away. And in a situationship, the best thing you can do is really let go. 
But that begins, first of all, with feeling what you're feeling. And I want to emphasize that you should never feel ashamed for having very real, and might I add, probably very valid feelings. Just because you can't label that person as your ex-girlfriend or your ex-boyfriend doesn't mean that what you're experiencing right now isn't real. Your capacity to feel really strongly is probably one of your biggest strengths. And you can channel that here. You can feel your pain and, and cry until you run out of tears if you have to. Maybe that's a really good place to start, is just to get all of the feeling out and to really emote everything you're thinking about. But the pain that you're feeling and the you know the anxiety about getting over someone you've never dated, it's actually a blessing. Now you know that you have that capacity to feel so strongly. When you meet someone who falls with you with just as much conviction, you're going to feel that beautiful, all those beautiful emotions. You know you've got the emotional capacity to feel for someone and experience something truly magical. So whether you're getting over someone you met once or twice, or maybe you're getting over someone you were sleeping with but not dating, please know that the magic that we've been talking about, the magic of meeting someone, the magic of feeling those sparks fly, whatever, The magic isn't in the interaction with that person you spend an evening with and you can't stop thinking about. And there is nothing magical about someone knowing you like them and not reciprocating your feelings. The real magic is something that burns for longer than three hours or for a few months. And maybe, maybe the magic isn't that exciting. Maybe it's actually the most calming feeling in the world. We talk about butterflies. And there's a recent idea that feeling butterflies when you meet someone is actually just a warning sign from your gut. And that meaningful relationships and relationships that are full of commitment and love, they don't require you to feel the sparks or to feel the butterflies in your belly when you first meet. There is something really truly magical, at least to me, about sustained commitment and mirroring someone's feelings for you rather than projecting a bunch of feelings onto someone else. So if this is your problem, if this is something you're dealing with personally, take that person off the pedestal you've put them onto. Why have you decided that this person is infinitely superior to yourself or to anyone else around you? Why do they deserve to occupy that little space in your mind? Take them off the pedestal, even if you have to visualize yourself doing it. That can be really powerful too. (laughs) And now, start actually addressing what you really want in a relationship. What is it you're looking for? And you can make a list if you have to. Write down all the qualities that you'd like to find in your next partner. And now, start becoming the kind of person that the person you've described in your list would want to date. You have to start being the counterpart of that person. This is something we're going to discuss in so much more depth next episode. Because it's long overdue. But I am going to be doing an episode on manifestation and how to use the law of attraction to get literally anything you want. I will be sharing some secrets. I will not be gatekeeping for any longer. Um, So keep an eye out for that episode because it is coming very soon. There's a lot to talk about. So I hope that some of my advice has given you something to think about for when you next meet someone incredible and you can't stop thinking about them. 
and hopefully this has given you the kind of push you need to really fully get over that person and to take them off the pedestal and to deconstruct why it is you like them and work it into your into what you want for your next relationship and to recognize that those nights that you meet someone cool amazing fun times great experience and life is going to be full of those kind of experiences those people that are really meaningful to you your next relationship it's around the corner you don't have to be stuck in this mindset of meeting people and feeling magic or sparks and then never calling you you can break the cycle and it starts with really drilling deep into what that person represents to you maybe it's the 20 percent we discussed and once you've deconstructed it let it out cry it out whatever you need to do get ready to meet someone even better i'm gonna end the episode here on that note and i want to thank you for making it this far into the episode really means a lot to me all the support i've had recently has been really incredible i've met i've met some interesting people lately who've expressed an interest in the podcast and who've given me some great feedback and it's been super flattering and encouraging so i want to thank you for listening and as always you can you can give the show a rating or follow the show wherever you listen and submit your own question by going to yourplaytimeradio.com or following the instagram which is at yourplaytimeradio And as always, I hope you're having an incredible week. I hope you're staying happy and feeling loved and having amazing sex. And I'll speak to you very soon. Mwah!